When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well met, fellow adventurers. So last time, we reclaimed Castle Bellwood from the Mistwaif. And, and now the stewardship of the line of Bellwoods can be restored. And I finally have some, will have some sort of ally within that cursed forest. Which is nice, because for the last small while I've been building up more and more and more enemies. But it's going to take them a while to set everything up there. So we'll do something else first. It just so happens that... Just so happens that in the Goblin Claw Inn, I've been meeting, a, I've been meeting an old man and his dice... Now, what's... And I've been rolling the dice every day for a while. And each day, the dice, the numbers that turned up on the two dice has been going up by one. Now, this time, it should hit 12. So here I am, going to the Goblin Claw Inn to see what happens. Because I have a feeling that... 12 is the last chance these dice can do something. So if anything is going to happen, it's going to happen on 12. Yes, it's the Goblin Claw Inn, which we visited visited before several times. Yep, well, I've restored the shield, saved Maleko, delved down into the Altar of Malice, Witnessed a whole lot of bar fights. So I'm entering this in. Now I'm approaching the old man seated alone in the corner. Here we go. You approach the table and the old man looks up and grins. Again revealing a line of jagged blackened stumps. All that remains of his teeth. As you take the seat opposite him, he raises his left hand off the table. Once more, the bone dice clatter across the table, coming to rest directly in front of you. Happy to see that you thought well enough to return, he says. They remain in need of your help. Unable to control your own hand, you scoop up the bone dice and cast the marked cubes onto the table. The dice bounce and clatter across the uneven table surface. 
rolling up to the opposite end, end, end before suddenly reversing course and tumbling back towards you. Oh yes, this is. These aren't so. These aren't any ordinary dice, and it's not just because I knew, I knew that either. I've only seen it. Not just because from the previous times I cast a dice, I got sucked into some sort of undead hellscape. The bone dice clatter to the edge of the table and then spin and retreat several inches across the warped surface before at last coming to rest and revealing the results of your roll. A total number of black dots on the, on the top of the two sides of the size of the two dice is twelve. The old man, whose unsettling gaze is fixed on you, doesn't even glance at the dice. Dice, horror and a sense of panic overcomes you when you suddenly realise you cannot move. The old man slowly lifts his left hand, and the two dice clatter back across the table to him, as your surroundings begin to blur. His surroundings continue to blur and you quickly become utterly disorientated. Just when it seems your vision is coming back into focus, you're suddenly engulfed in total darkness. During only a few moments, the darkness lifts, revealing that you are no longer seated at the table in the gob- common room of the Goblin Claw Inn. Instead, you stand in the midst of a blackened, smouldering plain that stretches to the horizon in all directions. All across the smouldering blackened plain, a gruesome battle wages, countless undead, moving as waves in an endless roiling sea, pressed up against a defiant but faltering wall of armoured humans, who appear determined to slow the enemy's encroachment upon a distant, crumbling castle. The skeletal legions, the ghoulish sound of their incessant hissing rising into the smoked, darkened air, the howl of a raging gale, wind their way across the mounds of carnage as they fiercely engage the vastly outnumbered and beleaguered humans. A sudden sharp hiss serves to remind you you're standing in the thick of a battle. Instinctively, you turn in the direction of a sound where your eyes fall upon a grim scene. Less than two dozen yards from you, a towering skeletal figure, its imposing bone form draped the tattered remains of a blue cape, is swiftly advancing upon a fallen human, the same skeletal figure you previously encountered on this hellish plain. The, lar- the large yellow gem, fitted with an iron clasp, the front of the skeleton's waggy cla- cape admits a pulsing, pulsing glow. The human, the same red-haired woman previously you recall having encountered previously, her left eye covered by a thick black patch, turns and cries out to you in a tongue you do not comprehend, having power essential inability to understand what she is attempting to convey to you. She picks up the lace mace lying at her side and struggles to regain her feet. That's a second thought, compelled as much by an inexplicable sense of duty, by her own natural instinct to protect. Use forward and gladly place yourself between the advancing skeleton and its intended prey. Standing defiantly in the path of the stalking skeleton, 
Julia Sovens a compact ready stance as she prepared to engage the towering, axe-wielding, undead menace. Now this is a scaled combat, so I'm going to equip Tilera's staff. Begin combat against the caped skeletal champion. Yes. Yes, and since I'm wielding a scaled uh, weapon with a bonus, Tilera's staff has hoped to lower the difficulty of this enemy. Which is very nice. Makes it a lot easier. And it is slain. 263 experience points. The cape skeleton, hissing wildly, staggers backwards and collapses into a heap of shattered bone on the char ground. The amber hood gem fits into an iron claps on his cape, flares brightly for a moment before suddenly going dark. To turn away from the fallen skeleton, eagerly seeking the human warrior whose life a timely intervention is undoubtedly safe, and confronted by an almost unwelcome sight. Moving up to you, the rusted blades of two ancient swords, slick with fresh, fresh blood, are two armoured ghouls. As a hideous, snarling pair swiftly closes in, you adeptly position yourself so you can face them one at a time, fight the first armoured ghoul. The ghoul snarls and it hacks at you with this rusted blade. Ooh, and it lays a particularly brutal stroke for 14 damage. I keep fighting. Yep, everything I'm fighting here is undead. So I get a bonus against everything. 38 experience. The second ghoul steps over the remains of the first, swipes at you with its long, rusted blade. The second arm of the ghoul. The ghoul snarls as it hacks at you this rusted blade. Particularly, couple of particularly brutal strokes. Fight, 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 fight. It is, they are slain. 39 experience points. As the armored ghoul slumps to the charred ground at your feet, a vicious hiss from behind sends your pulse racing. You spin around to find yourself confronted by a band of four skeletons. The stone warriors clatter and hiss as they move forward and attack. Fight skeletal warrior, one of four. The skeleton hisses as it viciously attacks. And then there's a brutal stroke for 11 damage. And it is slain. Take this opportunity to heal. While the other one gets into position. It's difficult because there's all these bones in the way. You step over the splintered remains of the slain skeleton. And instinctively resume a combat ready stance. They're sli- and all these bones are really slippy because of all the blood on them. And viscera. And gore. And organs. And brain bits. And other smaller bits of bone. Very slippy bones. It's taking a while for them to climb up. You step over the splintered remains of the slain skeleton. And instinctively resume your combat where he stands. The next skeleton. Its ancient weapon poised to deal you a nasty blow. Hisses as it steps forward and attacks. The skeleton hisses as it viciously attacks. 
and I fight it. I swing my staff. It's 22 XP. You step over the splintered remains of the slain skeleton and instinctively resume your combat ready stance. Skeletal warrior number three. Fighty fight 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 fight. Fighting the skeleton. 22 experience. It's, ooh, it's the third one again? Or is it the second one? Maybe I missed it anyway. Anyway, and... Here we are, and it is slain. 23 experience. Alright, the last of the four skeletons, its movement rigid and unsteady, staggers forward and attacks. The skeleton hisses as it viciously attacks. Lays a few brutal strokes, but it is slain nevertheless. 23 experience points. The last of the skeletons crumbles into a pile of splintered bone at your feet. Stepping back from the shattered remains of the four skeletons, you quickly survey the battle that wages all around you, across the vast fire-blackened plain. Realisation you haven't yet been transported back to the Goblin Group begins to set in. Invoking an almost paralyzing sense of fear, you may be trapped there. Here. Pushing aside the terrifying possibility for the moment, you decide that you must immediately hunt for a way out of this place. Suddenly recalling the incursion to this strange realm of all involved when doing timely aid to embattled human warriors, you properly determine your only hope may be to continue to follow that course of action. To that end, you scour the nearby battlefield and quickly spot two places where the undead seem to have gained an upper hand. Several dozen yards to your left, at the edge of a broad basin, a small group of humans are pitching a desperate fight against a dozen ghouls. The human lion continues to fall back and appears to be ready to buckle beneath the ceaseless and savage undead assault. To your right, at the top of a small rise, a lone sword-wielding human is attempting to fend off ten skeletons. The vicious undead warriors are moving to encircle the brave but doomed foe. Alright, do I save one? Okay, so I can save the, a beleaguered regiment. Or one lone warrior. It's a... It's a trolley problem. Let's just see. Now the thing is, I think whichever one, I think that there might be a chance that the regiment might be able to retreat without without all being killed. But some will probably die. Hmm. But the lone warrior, if I don't get him, he will definitely die. So, do I save one person from certain death, or several people from very, very likely death? Hmm. That's a curious way of putting it. I think I will rush to the aid of the beleaguered regiment. Sorry, lone warrior. 
you rush towards the embattled human regiment, hoping you will reach them in time to repel the undead attack. As you draw to within a dozen yards, the entire horde of ghouls suddenly turns, begins moving your direction, paying no further heed to their original foes. The human warriors, wounded and near exhaustion, seem unaware of your approach. They seize the unexpected opportunity and will quickly retreat across the charred battlefield, leaving you on your own to face the ghoul horde. And meanwhile, I assume somewhere in the distance, that lone warrior is being torn to pieces. But, oh dear, I can only assume he's, he's, out, he's, out, he's outside the story now. But would it be different if that lone warrior was my brother? No. <laughs> well, depends which brother. Or does it? <laughs> You're your own to face the ghoul horde. The twelve ghouls, moaning and snarling, lurch swiftly towards you bearing with them an overwhelming sense of stench of decay. Already battle-weary, for realise escape is not possible. You position yourself to face the horde one at a time. Presumably putting myself between other piles of corpses. Or maybe there's barricades? Imagine there's barricades. And pansifs, you know, those things that, that crossbowmen carry. So they can have a temporary shield to hide behind, which they can move about. Maybe them. Imagine there's all sorts of stuff around. Maybe there are a few destroyed siege weapons. Oh, I don't think there'll be trenches because this isn't. Machine guns haven't been invented yet. So, you don't need that much defence. Or at least, you can get away with not having that much defence. Or something like that. Anyway, please... Okay, now if I had necromancy at 70 or higher, I could use it to say, OI! Skeletons! Stop marching at me! Stop! Stop! Bad skeletons! Bad skeletons! But since I don't, I'm just going to have to bash them with my staff. The first of the ghouls staggers forward and attacks, waking at you with its jagged, jagged, decaying claws. Bad ghoul! Bad ghoul! Bad ghoul! Hideous ghoul snarls as if savagely assails you. Bad ghoul, bad ghoul, bad, bad, bad. Naughty, naughty ghoul. 23 experience. Exhaling sharply, you step back from the remains of the undead foe and swiftly resume your battle-ready stance. You boldly step forward to meet the next ghoul's swift and savage attack. The ghoul sars as it savagely assails you. Yes, sick. It's another bad ghoul. Very bad ghoul. 
23 experience. Yes, and here comes number three. Ooh, this one's harder. It's a slightly harder ghoul this time. Yes, they're getting steadily tougher. In fact, I don't think they're actually getting tougher. I think I'm just getting weaker. Or something like that. Oh, or maybe... Actually, I think there's some variation in the strength. Alright, right, and here's the seventh ghoul. Another brutal stroke on me. Ooh, so I clicked too fast and we've got the experience twice. I don't know which one it will keep. Exhaling sharply, you step back from the remains of your undead foe while also healing myself and resume your battle-ready stance. The seventh ghoul. Once again, the seventh ghoul. Okay, ghoul number eight. Yeah, there's a bit of variation in how difficult these are, but they're all a lot easier because I have this staff. Gonna fight all these skeletons and make them explode into bits of bits of gore and viscera. Right here comes number uh, number eleven. All right, that's a lot of gores. Twelve. It's the twelfth and final ghoul. Finish it off with a bit of battle rage. Twenty-two experience. The last of the ghouls crop topples to the ground at your feet. Your muscles still tense, your every sense alert for the first sign of any further danger. You step back and wipe away the sweat streaking down your brow. As you attempt to recover in the wake of your battle against the ghoul horde, you are suddenly startled by a low, steadily rumbling sound. Before you can even contemplate what the source of the unnerving noise might be, a flaming wagon, drawn by a pair of skeletal war horses, rolls into view over the back of a charred wise. The wagon pulls up to within a dozen yards of you and suddenly draws to a halt. Two black armoured skeletons, their fleshless torsos engulfed in flame, leap back, leap down from the back of the wagon and stride towards you across the fire blackened ground. The skeletons, each wielding a fearsome, broad bladed axe, hiss, hiss wildly as they close in. You brazenly plant your feet prefer to face fend off the impending attack. It's a flaming skeleton. The flaming skeleton swipes at you with its broad-bladed axe. Did a brutal stroke, but still slain for 70 XP. The second flaming skeleton, its shrill hiss is drowned out by the war 
roar of, of the fire that consumes its fleshless torso steps forward and swipes at you with his axe. I now fight Flaming Skeleton once more. Flaming Skeleton 2. Necromantic Boogaloo. Or something like that. Swipes at you with this broad-bladed axe. Seventy-one experience. Time to heal a bit. Oh, oh, wait. No, I can't. Because something's... You quickly turn your attention to the burning wagon, rising out of the flames that engulf the back of the ravaged vessel. Its tattered worms seemingly unscathed by the fire that surrounds them is a tall, rotting, undead figure. The hideous sense of dis... The overpowering sense of decay assails your senses... The hideous ghoul staggers down from the wagon and lurches towards you across the charred ground. Your eyes widen when the stumbling creature of what draws a black-bladed longsword of the robed ghoul nears melee range. You draw yourself into a defiant, combat-ready stance against a ghoul lord. Oh, it did a brutal stroke. For 15 damage. Gotta keep fighting. Fight. Fight. Oh, it's, so, it's so hard. Alright, I'm nearly dead. I'm gonna have to heal myself in battle. Heal myself again. The burning ghoul lord slashes you with a black bladed sword. Oh! No, 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 no! No, no, no. No, I, I, I've just been killed. Just been killed. Okay. That, that didn't happen. I'm going to pause and get back to this point. And then we'll continue where we left off. And as far as anybody knows, that didn't happen. Okay, I'm back where we left off unexpectedly and most rudely. Ghoul Lord, fight it again. The burning blue Ghoul Lord slashes at you with his black burn, black bladed sword. Okay, it's going a lot better this time. And, oh, another brutal stroke for 22 damage. But it is slain. 136 combat experience. 256 general experience, and uh, more importantly, an opportunity to heal. The ghoul lord staggers back and drops to his knees as the flames that engulf his rotting shell intensify. With a final, long and haunting wail, the powerful undead creature vanishes in the midst of the waging blaze. Nearly a minute later, the flames subside. Only a small pile of ash remains to mark the spot where your enemy fell. You're about to step forward and scatter the ghoul sh scatter the ghoul's ashes with your foot when a loud, unified cry of dismay goes up from an embattled regiment of humans several dozen yards to your left. You instinctively turn towards the unnerving sound, only to have your eyes fall upon a sight that makes your blood run cold. 
stomping towards you, its every football shaking the ground and stirring up thick clouds of soot and ash, the towering two-headed skeleton, the undead giant with fleshless fingers wrapped tightly around the haft of a tree-sized iron-spiked wooden club, effortlessly scatters those humans bold enough to stand in its path. Skeletal Benamoth will be upon you in mere seconds. Hold your ground and engage the massive skeleton, now fully healed as well. The towering skeleton, its two massive skulls turning this way and that, as the fearsome giant scans the battlefield, steps towards you and raises its spiked club. Standing defiant in the path of the two headed terror. You boldly prepare to meet its advance. I fight a massive two-headed skeleton. The massive skeleton squats at you with its immense iron-spiked club. Oh, it smashed through my defensive with a devastating blow. But I kick. Oh, another devastating blow for twenty-two damage. It's a toughie, as I should have guessed. Really, seeing how huge it is. But it is slain. 264 combat experience. 384 general experience. And now we can heal after that once more. A loud groan coupled with the sharp sound of splintering bone signals the end of the massive two-headed skeleton. With a final hiss, the towering undead death terror top copples into a heap on the charred plain. You step back and struggle to catch your breath as you admire your handiwork. After checking over your gear and coming to realisation, your battle with the undead giant has likely attracted unwanted attention. You set off across the field of battle. After covering nearly 300 yards, managing to evade several groups of roaming undead, you reach the base of a long, tall ridge that rises off off the plain, the spine of some half-buried beast. Realising the top of the ridge will afford you a better vantage point from which to survey this nightmarish world, and perhaps find some way out of it, you begin a swift but cautious ascent. You reach the top of the ridge and your heart sinks. From your new lofty vantage point, you can see from miles in all directions across the vast, fire-blackened plain. The scene spread, spread out below you is one of hopeless devastation and unimaginable cruelty. Perhaps as many as a 100,000 undead and a near-equal number of humans wage battle across the bleak expanse. The lifeless bodies of countless humans litter the plain. Some sprawl down at the precise spot in which they fell. Others have been heaped into great piles, many of which are now burning. Thick columns of dark smoke rise up from the piles of burning bodies, casting their sickening, pungent odour into the poisonous atmosphere. Unnerved by the scale of the battle, just larger than you could have ever imagined. You're about to set head back down to the base of the ridge and begin to look for a way out of this place. 
something takes hold of your legs. Your eyes shoot down. As your eyes shoot down to your feet, the earth around you explodes, showering you with dirt and rock, as a horde of scaled, scale-armoured ghouls tear, tear their way out of the ground. You pull your leg free from the clawed hand that grasps it, and fall back, instinctively drawing yourself into a combat-ready stance. The armoured, undead, armoured undead fiends doesn't it all quickly surround you. Were they just waiting there, possibly for years, for someone to turn up? I mean, that is the sort of thing that undead do, so, yeah. Taking care not to move your footing atop the steep, narrow ridge, you bravely engage the first of the armoured ghouls. Begin combat with the moaning ghoul, the first of twelve. The rotting ghoul swipes it through its black, decayed claws. But it is slain for twenty-three experience. With black blood, blood oozing out of wounds, it now covers its rotted torso. Hideous ghoul slumps to the ground at your feet and expires. Struggling to maintain your balance atop the narrow ridge, you step forward and attack the next armoured ghoul. It's a staggering ghoul. Swipes at me with this black decayed claws. 23 experience. Alright, number three. Ooh, it just did a lot of damage. Okay, that one's down. That one's a bit tougher than usual because it got a special in. You struggle to maintain your balance atop an hour witch. You step forward and attack the next armoured ghoul. You think you might now be able to flee from the battle. Begin combat nevertheless. Alright, and heal. Continue. It's the fifth goal. I could flee at any time, but I'm not going to until until they are all slain. It's the sixth. The sixth rotting ghoul. Alright, and a bit more healing. Twenty-three experience. Number seven. Are they getting tougher? Possibly. Hard to tell. It's goal number eight. And they keep coming. Goal number nine is a cape school. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Oh, this this is a tough it's, it's, it's nearly got me. It's nearly got me. Using something called the blessing powers. Um, let's see. Um, hand of healing. Hand of healing. Hand of healing. Hand of healing. Okay, I'm gonna. I've slain this ghoul. Oh, I'm nearly. With the black black bud oozing out of the wombs that now cover its squat and torso. 
the hideous ghoul slumps to the ground at your feet and expires. Okay, I'm out. I'm out of en envy. I'm going to... I'm going to have to run away. Flee immediately. You narrowly dodge the clawed swipe of your undead foe as you turn and take flight along the top of a steep, narrow ridge. Now, I'm just going to check what happens if I... Okay, I just checked if I took down those next two ones. Was it three? I'd have got five as in a 12 general experience. No, that's not worth going through the quest again and again and again for. You narrowly dodge the clawed swipe of your undead foe as you turn and take flight along the top of the steep, narrow ridge. After nearly a minute, it becomes apparent you're no longer being pursued. You carefully make your way down to the base of the rock spine. You follow the base of the ridge for several hundred yards in the same direction, firstly passing many roaming groups of humans and undead that prowl the charred terrain. Just as the rocky spine is becoming little more than a line of dwindling boulders, happened upon a young boy lying with his back up against a large rounded rock. His chain shirt hangs in tassels across his thick torso, doing little to conceal the blood-soaked tunic beneath. His breathing is shallow and ragged, and he appears to lack the strength necessary to move through his arms or legs. The young man is rapidly succumbing to his wounds. As you stoop at his side, hopeful you may uh, lack these bears to provide you with a small degree of comfort, what can only assume his final minutes of life. He slowly turns his battered head in your direction. His eyes open, he manages a faint smile and a quick nod. He says something in a strange language you cannot comprehend. Then, after a pause, he begins again, this time in his own tongue. You've come, he says. His voice now barely above a whisper. Last, you've come. Fortune shines on us today. Too late for me, but not for the others. You saved them. You saved us all. This fight will be ours now. Go. You must go. This is not your time and place. You must go right now. So do the eyes are drawn to the young man's bloody left hand, resting on the staunch earth. Less than an inch away from the tips of his fingers is a pair of bone dice. The small white cubes, each of their sides marked with a different number of glittering black dots. They're the same bone dice you've been rolling in the goblin claw in. The dice quiver and then flip into the air, landing back in precisely the same spots they occupied only a moment ago. Each upturned spot side now bears six black dots for a total of twelve. A violent, cough, violent fit of coughing comes over the dying man, instantly drawing your eyes away from the dice. Before you can refocus on the fallen warrior, however, your vision begins to rapidly fade. In a matter of moments, everything goes black. Three seven hundred and sixty-eight experience to general. The darkness lifts, and you once again find yourself seated across the table from the nearing old man. Those front, those thronging the goblin, 
There is Froggy and the Goblin Claws busting common room appears to have taken taken no notice of it. Those thronging the Goblin Claws bustling common room appear to have taken no notice. No notice of either your sudden disappearance or reappearance. From which you wonder if indeed you ever left the inn. Well done, my brave friend, says the old man, once again exposing the gruesome interior of his rock-filled mouth. They are all, they are now, all of them safe, even me. It's how it should have been, how I, we, can at last be done with this tired affair. The old man reaches into a pocket sewn onto the inside of his tunic, seems to search for something. He slowly withdraws his hand, and your eyes widen as a flood of golden light spills out of the pocket, momentarily dazzling you with its fierce glow. The glow fades, the old man opens, opens his hand to reveal a large yellow gem, fitted in an iron clasp. It's a very gem and clasp you last saw, were fastening the cape of the fearsome skeletal champion. Without a word, he nimbly removes the gem from the clasp and places the remarkable jewel on the table, propelled by unseen force. The large gem slides over to you. Unable to resist, you reach out and close your hand around the glittering stone. Your body trembles as your fingers close around the cold, faceted surface of the yellow gem. Terrifying images of a vast horde of undead marching across a backwards card and strewn battlefield take form in your mind. 4096 experience to general. The tre your trembling subsides, but is immediately replaced by a deep, gnawing chill that swiftly causes you to lose all sensation in your hands and feet. 512 experience to all skills and powers. Also nice. As the chill fades and feeling returns to your extremities, you suddenly realise that the gem is no longer in your hand. You uncurl your fingers and discover only a thin, small layer of fine dust coating your palm. The wake of the gem's unexpected disappearance, you feel somehow different. Your melee weighting and stamina points have been permanently increased by one. Very nice. Look across the table, eager to seek some sort of explanation about the whole affair from the old man, only to find he's no longer there. Only a pair of gold tokens rest on the edge of the table next to his empty flagon. Gone off again, has he? Guzzle slaps you on the shoulder as he strolled past and scoops up the gold. Wouldn't worry about it, though. You'll turn up again. Though I'm sure you must know more about his comings and goings than I do. Despite the suspicion that your encounters with the strange old man have at last won their course, you can't help but fear you'll meet up with him again. After all, Grimsel himself made mention of the old man's frequent patronage of the goblin claw. Waiting for several minutes, all the while observing the largely ridiculous antics of the inn's more lively patrons, you eyes and prepare to once again make your way outside. Alright, that is... That's that little quest done. Just going to put back... 
gonna put back my mace. Yep, no, no, MR is one, four, nine. Which is nice. Anyway, and for now, next time, we will return to Gap. We, after, after a couple of nights resting in this inn, that's in game time, not real time. Time, though, and, and then travelling all the way round to Fogbrook Forest, then I've had enough time to set up at least some sort of at least some sort of welcome in in Bailwood Castle, where we will return next time. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.